Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. You know, the fourth downs and, and uh, being good in the red zone is all what you want, but in the end, none of that matters if you're if you're uh, giving them the ball, uh, especially on short field. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Dalton across, off of Grant and intercepted. Dalton rifles, it's off the receiver and picked up. In these times, you want to make sure that these guys are understanding that it's it's our job, it's our obligation to make sure that we give it everything we got. That ball is deflected as it's a third interception. Oh, he faked the screen and then threw it the other way into the hands of Zach Allen. We can't worry about other teams. We can't worry about other people, players, coaches. We got to just do, you know, worry about us and, and coach and play hard. From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, here's your host, Kevin Powell. That was kind of what we were anticipating, right? Bears, maybe if they play well, can linger around, try to beat one of the best teams in the NFL. But they got in their own way again. That's the Chicago Bears under Matt Nagy. They continue to get in their own way. Four interceptions for Andy Dalton. You turn the ball over four times against a team like the Cardinals. Chances of pulling off an upset, likely not going to happen. I'm Kevin Powell. This is episode 22 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you for listening. A Bears loss to the Cardinals, 33-22, an ugly one at Soldier Field. I mean, just the game itself, the weather, uh, it was rainy and kind of cold, uh, although I kind of like watching football games played in that weather, personally. Um, but overall, just uh, kind of what I was anticipating, where I thought, you know, yeah, you had games this year where the Bears like played the Ravens tough, Steelers, both of those games they've could they could have won. I'm like, all right, Cardinals, yeah, come in with the best record in the NFL, but I don't know. There's something about this Bears team. I thought maybe they maybe they can linger. I don't I never I didn't think they were gonna win. I thought there was a chance that things would get ugly, but you know, there was a chance there where it's like, all right, they can make things interesting late, and then Andy Dalton throws another, another interception. And and that first pick of the game from him was on him. That was behind the receiver. It was tipped, picked off. Cole Komet had a drop that turned into an interception. That was when the Bears were in the red zone. Looked like they were going to get points. Didn't happen. So it was just a, another bad day of Bears football. It's just what we've come, you know, we're used to seeing under Matt Nagy. They just don't do the little things very well. And then there was, you know, not not like it's a major storyline, but there were some questions of like, is Matt Nagy calling the plays again? Because he was talking walkie-talkie. It looked like he was calling the plays to Andy Dalton. He explained that after the game. Yeah, no, no, Bill's Bill's calling all the plays. And I have input on if there's um, situationally, if there's a feel or there's something. And that, that's been that's been always, you know, nothing's changed from any other games. It, today was a normal day. Uh, it just we had the... Uh, the headset go out. So essentially, Bill Lazor is still calling the plays, according to Matt Nagy, and Lazor had to relay the calls to Nagy, who then relayed it to Andy Dalton. So it just was a bad look. It's the second consecutive home game where the Bears have had headset issues. Uh, talk about dysfunctional. But um, one bright spot was David Montgomery in this game, and you know Bears fans love him, and, and how could you not? I mean, he runs hard every single time he gets the ball. 21 carries, 90 yards, a touchdown, had a long of 24, and he factored into the passing game as well. Eight receptions, 51 yards. He was targeted nine times. Now, just five games remaining. This is, is bad. We're all assuming Matt Nagy's gone after this year. I would be very surprised, although it is the Bears, if Nagy sticks around for another season. Here's what Montgomery had to say after the game. What you, what you realize and what you learn, um, uh, stepping into, I guess you could say, a leadership role or a stepping at a point where, where people watch you, the things that you do happen to carry uh, a lot of weight. So it, it becomes infectious. 
um, your mentality, how you practice, how you come in and work every day, um, how you treat everybody else around you, your character. Um, and I, I take a lot of pride in that. So, an ugly one. Bears losing 33-22 to the Cardinals. They're now 4-8. and eight. They are not in the hunt, folks, despite what some graphics on the TV might be telling you. Bears, uh, it's, it's, it's the countdown to the end of the season. And it's uh, we've seen some really bad football to the Bears this year. Also seen some fairly entertaining games. But it's it's so much less fun to watch this team. I shouldn't seem to, it's, it's just hard to watch when Justin Fields isn't in there. We know what Andy Dalton is, right? At this point, he's going to leave the Bears after this year. He's probably counting down the days where he can get into a different position than he's in which is back up to Justin Fields when Fields is healthy. Hopefully Fields is good to go against the Packers at Lambeau Field uh, next Sunday night uh, in Green Bay. So when Fields isn't in there, it makes it even a harder watch because at least when Fields is in there, even if there isn't a ton of offense production or if he's not putting up huge numbers, at least it's like a guy we think could be here for a long time. So at least we're getting a little bit of a taste of the possible long-term solution for the Bears at the quarterback spot. Hopefully Justin Fields returns uh, next week. But yeah, ugly game. Bears losing 33-22 to the Arizona Cardinals, who improved to 10-2. Cardinals, by the way, 7-0 and on the road this season. Mark Carmen joined me to talk about the loss. Mark Carmen joining me on the podcast. Uh, the Bears losing to the Cardinals 33-22. Uh, you can hear Mark Carmen on the Bears postgame show and pregame show on WGN Radio. I don't know. What do you even make of that one? So, you were there, KP. Yeah. One third full? I mean, one third empty? Uh, Half empty? Where were we at? I'd say 60% full to start the game. By the end of it, though, that uh, last interception, I mean, it, people cleared out. I mean, you've got to be a diehard fan to be sitting through that weather, which was rainy. And by the way, I love this weather for, for <laughs> football. It's just great football weather. But if you're sitting in the stands, it's not all that fun. We all saw the guy trying to put the poncho on up in the stands, and that was a disaster. I, I just, um, they're just bad. They're a really bad football team, and they're not well coached. And and Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton, and yes, he turned the ball over four times. A couple of them are like, where are you going with that, buddy? Like, what was that? It, it's just a bad team, and when Justin Fields is not out there, like it's it's a very tough watch because even, even if Justin Fields doesn't post to big numbers, we're still watching what we think is the future. So the Dalton thing today, and look, Cole Komet dropped the football. and. Yeah. It, Not a good day for Cole. Kamen, no, by the way. It, it it wasn't. The pass though to G. Keen Grant was behind him. the The screen pass was horrendous. It, it wasn't a good day for Andy Dalton. But I'm the staring right at Ryan Pace because, like, yeah. the biggest uh, part of his Bears resume is that he went out and gave 45 million to Mike Glennon, 18 and a half guaranteed, which they didn't need to do. They end up trading up three days later and Mitchell Trubisky and that, that like that started it and then this year on March the 16th he has to go out and sign Andy Dalton for 10 million when if he had waited there was a there were a bunch of quarterbacks that were lingering around and it ended up that you had field so you'd and you would have had falls there's your backup and now you have 10 million to put towards another player that you desperately need and you decided to keep Jimmy Graham like like and then we're stuck watching a guy named Xavier Crawford completely right. with I mean the neglect towards the secondary. And look, this is not like something that jumped up out of nowhere. Like all offseason we're like you're moving on from Kyle Fuller. Like what are you going to do? This was <laughs> this was a serious issue, right? Like, what are they going to do opposite Jalen Johnson? And that's clearly been a disaster. Right. And 
the Xavier Crawford play was like, it can't really be that bad, can it? It, that it was, was bad. I mean, I, I mean, full blown whiff, head it faced in the ground, <laughs> like just awful form, like exactly what you're told not to do. Like, and I've you 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 played some high level high school football. <laughs> I, I played high level Burton Park football. If I was on an NFL field, I think that's what my tackling would look like. Maybe yeah. that that was just like he just like ran past him. Yeah, See you later. And I don't want to pile on Xavier Crawford, but to your initial point. That's on Ryan Pace. The neglect of the secondary, and for whatever reason, going into the season thinking someone somewhere is going to step up and be like your next Kyle Fuller out of nowhere, no one was forecasting that. This this is what we were all kind of anticipating, was that outside Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson's, you know, not what he was a couple years ago. This is a serious problem. So, yeah, I think we we can talk, you know, there was some fire naggy chance, but it, it never really made it around the entire stadium, Karn, but I definitely heard a few here and there. I mean, it's old at this point. It's, we're been there, done that. Get My, more creative, you yeah, know? Maybe a hey, hey, ho, ho, Matt Nagy's got to go. Sell the, like that. sell the team. But it was it was interesting to me before the game. I, I love checking a good secondary market, KP. And tickets, when I started looking this morning around 10 o'clock, they were 19 bucks, And by about 11.20, which, you know, if you live in the city, you can still get down there. It was $12. And so... Let's say you just went down tailgate. I'm going to wait right till game time and go stub up and get the cheapest seat that I could buy. You're buying a $12 ticket. The Bears sell to season ticket holders for 125 bucks. So you're paying 10 times the value to sit at, uh, at and, and see a football team. That that's just terrible. So yeah, and it's tough to watch again because like yeah, like you know for some people it's huge, right? You're a diehard fan. Still fun to go out to the stadium, make a day of, of a course. tailgate, do all that. Like you know, I'm not gonna. I also hate when people, like, especially media members do this. They try to tell fans how to be fans. Like, how, how could you be doing this or this or don't roof? It's like, shut up. Just be a fan however you want to be a fan. Don't don't rely on some talk show host or reporter being snarky on Twitter. It's like maybe somebody's got a, like, an opportunity to go to a Bears game and they've never been. Like, go to the game. You know what I mean? But I think when you don't have Justin Fields playing, it sucks so much out of any anything with this team because – it's, you're not seeing what the future could be with Justin Fields. You're not seeing development. You're not seeing growth out of Justin Fields. You're seeing none of that. We have to watch Andy Dalton who is just counting down the days to hit free agency with the hopes of get landing with a new team. He's not obviously going to be here next year. I guess the best part about today then is uh, David Montgomery yes. back healthy and grinding it out in the backfield and catching, what do you have, I think six catches today. Uh, eight, uh, eight catches eight for catches. 51 yards. He went 21 carries, 90 yards, uh, 4.3 yards a carry. Touchdown along of 24 for Montgomery. Just fighting, grinding, doing everything he can every single play. I mean, he's uh, was the highlight, at least for me today. The, the Cole Komet thing. I, I mean, look, he has not been what we thought he was going to be so far. Right. right. He hasn't. This is year two now. He's had some really bad penalties. We saw that in week one. We saw another one today. He's had some drops, one that turned into an interception. And, look, we can play this game, and I feel like I do it after every Bears game. It's like, well, if they just did this or that, it's like, well, like it, it's happening every game because they're a bad team. They get in their own way. They make mistakes like Cole Komet bobbling a pass when you're in the red zone and it's intercepted and taken all the way back into other territories. So it, it just, like, it's frustrating. You know, like, they could have beat the Steelers. They could have beat the Ravens. But it's just these, these, these small little things for this team add up. And, and they don't do the little things well. If they hadn't turned the ball over today, they, they probably would have won the football game. So much closer. If Justin Fields plays. Right. It's a whole and, different ball game, I think. I'm not saying they're winning with Justin Fields, but it's certainly like they're your shot with Fields in there more. And to your fan point, like I, I will uh, get angry at least 
most times privately and occasionally publicly. Like the non, the, the certainly the fire Nagy to at, at a high school get football game is that's out of bounds in in Carm's world. KP. Yeah, I mean it's not good, but some of the and maybe it just gets amplified more because it's Twitter. But it's like the outrage for that it was like you know, it was a strong outrage, and it's like okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's pretty lame, you know, when his kids on the field. But it, it's, I mean, it's it's not you know, anything. High school reporters were like, we've heard way worse every single week. Right, right. And so I and I would tee up like, uh, come on, parents, you're, you're a kid in high school. He knows right from wrong. When Carm was ditching school in high school and and failing out of <laughs> whatever I was not doing, I I, I knew it wasn't uh, the right thing to do. But regardless of any, and then you know, on the professional level, like the dude that comes out there and just wants to like scream and boo and tell. Some guy he stinks a hundred times during the game. I'm like, uh, you know, like have a have a little bit of perspective a, on this. You there know? was a guy walking in when I was pulling in the parking lot, and he looked like a Bears fan. You know, he had yeah. his big snow boots on, his, his jersey, and he had a poster. And I was trying to read it, and it said something like, "I own you, Rogers." Like some sort <laughs> of like, okay, this guy's bitter about Aaron Rodgers dominating the Bears. I, I don't know. I guess I, I just see often like people like judging fans like that, and I think it's because so many of us we work in sports and we're consumed by it. For some people, it is what we all what it was for all of us when we first when we we're younger, right? It was sure. an outlet. We would turn on the game. It was fun. You can be an idiot for a few hours and have fun as long as you're not over, you know crossing the line. You know, I, I just I don't know. Sometimes I see people. I'm like, shut up! Like they're fans. That's the whole point is to have fun. If somebody's like working all the time and they finally have a few hours to go have fun at a game, let them be. Even if they're being dummies and they're grown men with their faces painted and they're wearing jerseys of players thirty years younger than them, who cares? And okay, and for the also, I would have if I was not doing Hamp and OB today, and uh, if I was just a, you know a regular or whatever. And had the time to go to the game today, I would have been calling people up this morning. Anybody want to go to the Bear game? It's twenty buck tickets. You want to you want to splurge for fifty? Sit sit in the one hundred level. I'm in. Like, know, I, I would have a twelve pack of a beer and sit in the parking lot and have a few and then go in. Why not? I, Who cares? I, I would have gone. If you live downtown, you're closed. Whatever. Would have been a, a, a fine day to see a football game in the rain and, and be amused by what's going on. But look, uh, you know. How about the walkie-talkie situation with Nagy? This is the second week in a row at home. It's happened before, but everyone there was like a lot of questions. Like it looks like Nagy's calling the plays again. It turns out there was a headset issue. Bill Lazor had to relay the calls to Nagy, who then with a walkie-talkie relayed that into Andy Dalton. Like the dysfunction is not a good look for an organization that uh, has dysfunction. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, not a huge deal, but still, it's like why this is the second game in a row. Nagy was asked like, "Why does this keep happening?" He's like, "I don't know." You would think that they would be able to fix a headset issue in the middle of the game, and you. Yeah. But the, the biggest, what I took from his uh, that part of the post game conversation. Yeah, Bill's calling the plays, but you know, there's you know, there's sometimes you know throughout the game where you know situations where I step in, and it's like, right, so he has the right to do it, but whenever whenever you want to impart your naggy brilliance, you go ahead and do it. So you undercut him. You're not completely, and maybe that's happens with head coaches and coordinators all the time, but he's never really totally been out of it, and he's always tried to hang on to it. And so he he just doesn't get that it's not his thing. It's it he wants to be Johnny Playcaller, which after this season ends and Mac Nagy gets another job to do something, it'll be very interesting to see what exactly that will be. Like, would somebody give him a chance to be an OC on the college level? I m- maybe, 
Head coach on the college uh, level. Head, head coach. There's going to be a lot of jobs. Um, I could see him sticking around as like assistant offensive coordinator somewhere or like quarterbacks coach. He's, he, once you get a head coaching job, you can linger around and bounce from jobs. But but what will it be? Yeah. Special teams coordinator? Quali- offensive quality coach? Something like that. Yeah. Somebody will make up a job for him and yeah. hire him and make sure Dire- he's paid and all that. Director of terrible media press conferences? By the way, Rodney Adams gets one target finally in his career. Who and was just, that guy? Just They just elevated him. He gets a target. He's wide open. And he just he looked like a classic herd footsteps because he kind of hesitated a little bit and the ball just went through his hands. He's like, oh, darn. That, I'm like, that's a bad look, dude. You get an opportunity, and that like the whole optics of that looked really bad. You dropped the ball, and it just looked like uh, not a great effort. It looked like a high school kid trying out, and the, <laughs> and the, and the kid was going to get cut. That's what it looked like. Dude, they threw it to you. It was right there, and you didn't do anything. I, I didn't get it. It's pretty crazy to think we have five, still have five more of these Bears games. Five more. And the next two are in primetime, Carm. Some late-night post-game work for you, Carm. That's right. <laughs> the look on Carm's face right now is not look thrilled. Sunday night. They just can't resist the... Uh, the uh, uh, flexing out a Bears Packers, huh? Even after this, what the Bears I, are, I, I, it feels be- it feels doesn't play next Sunday. It's I think he's he's got to be better by next Sunday, right? Yeah. KP, bottom line, yeah, we're gonna be here till the end. We are grinding this thing to the very to the very 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 last kickoff slash. Doesn't it have to be so like almost awkward at Hallis Hall at this point? Like, dude, you're probably oh. done. Like, Wolf, keep going and play hard, but, like, the season's over. Stop putting them in the hunt on the graphics, graphics department, TV. One game back, baby. They were one game back. They were one game back. It's fun to think about. But uh, overall, just a sloppy, bad four interceptions. Dalton sacked three times. I don't know. It's kind of how I anticipated the thing, the whole game to play out. I was like, I bet you they'll linger around a little bit, make it sort of interesting, and then the turnovers piled up, and it was, uh, you know, eleven point defeat. It was uh, what was it at nineteen before that final garbage time touchdown. Nagy at home, first time he's been a seven plus point underdog, and lost and every other game that he's been a seven point underdog has been on the road he's lost all of those so he has yet to stun the world being a a seven point dog fox did it against the steelers they were uh uh more than seven at home when they were zero and two his last season and they somehow won a football game but uh cardinals by the way seven and oh on the road this year they they look legit kyler murray is very good they got a shot at making a deep run in the playoffs that that defense though you got a good team against that defense. You put up a lot of points. No, they, some of the numbers I looked at, I mean, they were fifth in yards allowed per game defensively. But, yeah, I mean, that was some chatter in the press box. It's like, wow, this Cardinals defense doesn't look really good. I mean, the Bears were moving it quite a bit on them. Obviously, the interceptions didn't help. But Who, Who's the number one talker in the press box these days? Who's chatting? Um, well, I'm sitting towards the radio. It's it's great. I know people like to have fun with the grobber, less Grobstein, but it's loves. so fun sitting next to him. Just his <laughs> random comments. It's just hilarious. And did you know, in, they sucked in 78, too. And I was here. I love less. And then there was there was some uh, the fog bowl kind of got brought up because somebody was mentioning fog. So I started asking, like, Schuster. and Was there a Schuster-Grobber fight today? No, they were mostly tame. You know, a couple little jabs here and there. But there's also somebody who sits every week in the uh, – so they have like a chart in the press box of where everybody's supposed to be sitting. Seligman? I don't know who's in it, but at, at the WGN radio spot, there's been the same guy sitting there 
every game. <laughs> in your seat? Yes. There's so many seats in the press box. So I, I don't even, like, where I would have sit, I would, like, wedge between, like, Grobber and one of the reporters. Yeah. So I kind of just sit down. But I'm like, who is this guy? I have no clue who he is. Yeah. He decided that he's going to post up at the WGN radio seat in the Soldier Field press box. And I'm like, I don't really care, dude. I don't even, like, I'm just like, whatever. So he doesn't think that anybody from WGN is there. I'm like, Does, do you know that says WGN Radio? Do you think you, you work at no, WGN Radio? You have to confront. I'm going to. Next game. Yeah. I, I don't know why. The past few – for a while, I for some reason thought I wasn't even on the chart because I didn't see it on the chart. And I, I just like to kind of float in the press box, go to different spots. I don't like to be overly crowded, to find good seats in the press box. It's Pandemic. Very cramped in the press box. The food's disgusting in Soldier Field press box. So I've kind of just been like bouncing around, but I'm like, why is this dude in my spot every week? <laughs> I'm like, I have no clue who you are. What what media outlet are you working with? Is it Bob Fukuda? It's not, but I saw Bob Fukuda there okay. working the, uh, the the whatever he does. That's, He's an engineer at GN and does some stuff for the NFL. Little too inside of a reference. Little but. too. But <laughs> all right, uh, next Bears home game, which will be Monday Night Football against the Vikings in two weeks. I'm going to confront this guy and be like, "Hey, buddy, uh, I, it's not a big deal, but why are you are you sitting in the WGN radio spot in the press box?" I look forward to the report back, KP. All right, any final thoughts? Um. I'll be interested to see if anything happens this week with the coaching staff. Honestly, I, I do. I, 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 that, that's my main number one. I, I'm not completely ruling out that something doesn't happen this week. We'll see. All right, Carm. Thank you. KP, good to see you. All right, before I wrap up the podcast, I always like to do this on the postgame pod. The best of our Bears postgame show on WGN Radio. Mark Carmen and Ed Bradovich were fired up. OB, we got five games to go to figure out what we're going to do with this season. We're going to do something good. I don't well, know what it will be. I, I don't know where we're going to go with it. I'll tell you what. I have I have no answers. None. We're gonna, absolutely none. We're going to work on some creativity. You know, here, what? You had nothing to lose today. You had absolutely nothing to lose. And look at that game plan from quarter to quarter to quarter to quarter. What kind of adjustments did we make at halftime to come out in the third quarter and go after them? None! Andy Dalton didn't get a ton of help, but he wasn't anywhere close to good. Four interceptions. March 16th. Got to have him. One year, $10 million deal. Andy Dalton's the man. And, of course, then they end up with Justin Fields. Then you got Nick Foles sitting there for $7 million doing absolutely nothing. You can't tell me that Nick Foles couldn't have done exactly what Andy Dalton did and you could have added another player that would have helped Justin Fields or helped David Montgomery or helped the defense or done anything. No slight to Andy Dalton. He just belonged on a different football team. If you're sitting there and you're George McCaskey doing the math, we signed Mike Glennon. Absolutely had to have him. In three For days. Eighteen and a half million guaranteed. Eighteen and a half million. Four three year deal. He started all of four games. Just had to have Mike Glennon. Then uh, three days later, you're trading up to draft Mitchell Trubisky. And like none of this when you look at the body of the seven years of work, it just to me it kind of at least somewhat encapsulated into the four interception performance for Andy Dalton. How many times did we see it today when it was third and nine, third and seven? If you even see it one time, it's too many. We've done it game after game, year after year. If it's third and nine, we throw a seven yard out. If it's third and seven, we throw a three yard out, a four yard out. Or a little hook and a slide to the stronger to weak side. You've got to go past the yard line marker to make a first down, Nagy. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of that. And the rest of your 25 coaches, okay? We go through four quarters of football. How many times did we go downfield? I don't care if we're playing in a monsoon. 
My God, utilize the field. Listen, folks, this coaching staff has got to go. Game after game, year after year. You're here to win a, to be a world champion. Not an also-ran. Behind the scenes today, we're sitting there watching the game, and I think your exact quote was, Matt Nagy makes Mark Tressman look like Newt Rockney. That's exactly what I said. Where do we go next week? Yeah. Up to Green Bay. Thank you to Brian Alzheimer. Thank you to Ernie Scatton for their help producing the podcast. Thank you to Mark Carmen for joining me. Thank you for listening. Bears lose to the Cardinals 33-22. Up next, a visit to Lambeau Sunday Night Football. I'll have more uh, content on this podcast uh, later this week, and then we'll do a, a pregame and a postgame pod for the Bears-Packers matchup as well. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.